The Shep Nas Podcast begins now. You're listening to the Shep Nas Podcast, a podcast by Shepherd Church. Everything we do at Shepherd is to connect our community in a meaningful relationship with Christ, and we are expecting great things. My name's Joey, and I'll be your host. Pastor Shelley Head joins me today as we look at Chapter 8 of Rob McCorkle's book, Life and Death, The Power of Words. Plus, after that, we'll get to know Pastor Shelley a little bit better, too. So stick around, and let's dive in. Pastor Shelley, thanks for being here today. How are you doing? Good. I'm excited to be here. Yeah? All right. Well, hey, let's let's just dive right in because we're going to talk more about you, which I know you're really excited about um, later on in this episode. But let's dive in. Um, we are in the midst of 21 days of prayer and fasting here at Shepherd Church. We've been looking at Rob McCorkle's book, um, The Power of Words or Life and Death, The Power of Words. Um, and each day we've been using one of the chapters to help us kind of focus our, our time of growth. So um, your chapter that you are going to talk to us about is called No More Gossip. Would you be able to just like kind of summarize that kind of what was Rob kind of getting at and what, what yeah. are we learning from that? Yeah, I think um, to start, there was a, a little quote that really stuck out to me. He said, in the needless gush of words, we run the risk of gossip. Mm. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> got nothing else to say but um proverbs ten nineteen says sin is not ended by multiplying words but the prudent hold their tongues and um it reminded me early I, you know I, I wasn't raised in the church okay but when i became a christian it was like it was serious like day and night flip the switch and sure. I was, I was with a friend <clears throat> you know new friend i was new in the church and she, she was just like complaining and, and having grief in a public setting. And I can remember in my young, vibrant stupidity saying, I think you're gossiping and that's sin. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was not okay. a big moment in my life. <laughs> but I'll never forget her response was, well, it's true. If it's true, it's not gossip. Mm. And so what I love about this chapter is Rob McCorkle really helps you understand what gossip is. Good. So I like this. We'll dive in here. Um, I, I think you brought up in a previous session, <clears throat> Second Corinthians 12, 20 but i want to repeat it for i'm afraid paul said for i'm afraid when i come i may not find you as i want you to be mm-hmm. and you may not find me as you want me to be wow. i fear that there may be discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition slander gossip arrogance and disorder and i think gossip is one of those sins in the church that we kind of brush off as not a serious sin yeah but boy is it and we'll find that out here <clears throat> he says rob says it is good to speak in honor of one who is not present in the conversation. And I immediately thought of you because I've had conversations with my son saying, oh, this new guy we have on staff, you know, he's a worship leader here mm-hmm. in town and said he's just, he fits, you know, oh, fits the bill. It. So we're talking, <laughs> yes, I'm trying to pump you up, pumping you up. But I, I, I remembered that conversation as I was reading this and he says, but gossip is slanderous in nation in, mm-hmm. in nature and can destroy the reputation of other individuals. He also gives the Greek word that I'm not going to try to pronounce um, for gossip, and it's, its long definition is to whisper secrets, 
to give a malicious report about yeah. another person. Yeah, true or not, right? <clears throat> exactly. It can be true. Whispering secrets is, doesn't mean it has to be fake. Or even worse, part true. Oh, man. You know, right? So he then also states that gossip not only is sharing negativity about someone, but it's specifically this one. <clears throat> man, gets deep. This, he says, it summons the enemy into our conversation. Mm. And he does that. Um, when Paul speaks about malicious gossips, he was calling out people who were destroying the character of another in the, in the same manner that the devil would. And so it's like, okay, now we're coming into agreement with the accuser of the brethren. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty serious stuff. And yet it can look so not serious in the moment. It can look like concern or whatever. <clears throat> it can get out of hand really fast because in the gush of words, we may gossip. Um, if we can look into the spiritual world, too. I was thinking about this. You remember the old Frank Peretti books where he's talking about mm-hmm. uh, what was happening in the... Present middle. darkness. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's describing all these... I know, I right? Yeah. But if you could do that, um, I think this is cool. Rob states that the enemy uses gossipers as pawns, uh. but gossip is no game. But I had this visual of like a chessboard, and when we give the enemy permission because it's our mouths that sure. do that we become his pawns and he moves us around on that chessboard <clears throat> um and the sad thing about gossip is too it tends to exaggerate and, and distort the truth so even if you may be saying something somewhat truthful it can get out of out of hand really fast and the last thing he said i thought that was good um <clears throat> that that I think this is kind of a clincher to help us understand the importance is that the victims of gossip that he's known over the years, that their wounds go deep and Mm -hmm. wide. And I think many of us in the church have experienced what it feels like to be gossiped about, and we know the pain that it brings. And I think that that experience alone should cause us to want to stop. You know, we're all, we're all human. You know, we're all, we're all frail. We all have tendencies, but reminding ourselves the damage that can be done should be a, a good motivation. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I, I think about, um, so if you don't know, if you're listening, um, in our church tradition, we, we have church membership. Um, and in my last church that I was a part of, when we would bring in new members, um, and we would do that on a Sunday morning, and they would come up, and we would, um, it was sort of a you know tradition, ritual, whatever you want to call it, but my pastor would spend more time focusing on um, gossip for new members than mm. anything. Wow. Because how we treat each other, how we speak about each other, like um, if you think about a church as a family, mm. that sort of those things that we whisper behind the scenes really tend to bring division and cause strife and a church cannot be healthy and grow yeah. when that is happening. The common. Yeah. And so yeah. my pastor, you know, he was, he was very much like, this is what it means to be a part of this family is that like, we're not going to do that. So good. And so, yeah, there's a lot of other things that we talk about in membership, but we really focus on that because a lot of other things can get worked out. Sure. If you just speak openly yeah. and honestly with each other yeah. rather than, in closed channels behind the scenes and gossiping. So it's good. Very good. Hey, so <clears throat> Shelly, is there anything that maybe stuck out or challenged you throughout that reading? Um, two things. And it was interesting is out of conversation I had with you actually. And I think I made the comment that gossip is like one of the sneakier devils in the church or something like yeah. that. And I think it's because 
we can cloak gossip in self-righteous ways. Mm-hmm. Like we can say, I have a prayer request. Did you hear? For sure, you know, yes. Bob and Susie are having marital problems. Mm-hmm. I think he had an affair. I don't know for sure. You know, so yeah. the, it, this prayer request all of a sudden goes mm-hmm. very wrong. Um, we can say we're trying to expose truth. We can say we felt somebody really needed to know. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with the, con- you know, the, the position at all. There are times where we have to go to correct people, to the, to the correct people to discuss things, and we mm-hmm. don't want to brush things under the rug. But um, anyways, in the church, I think sometimes we spiritualize that and try to make it okay. Yeah. Um, second, this for me was the clincher <clears throat> for myself, is to take a good look inward and ask the Lord to show us what is the motivation behind my wanting to say something? What okay. What is the motivation to you know, for whatever reason, we're going to have this conversation. Does it just fill a conversation? Hey, did you, hey, you know, you just want to be a part of it. Does it make us feel like we have something important to contribute? Does it make um, someone else's weakness make me feel better about myself? Now we're starting to really dig deep, right? Mm-hmm. Just making that person seem smaller make me feel more in control or whatever. Does exposing someone else's sin make me feel a little more holy? And so we have to kind of really get on our faces before God with these things and say, Lord, show me. Mm -hmm. Show me what it is that makes me tend to go down this road. And, um, you know, it's just being really honest before the Lord. And I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Good. So what step maybe are you going to take or – um, in the same way, what could people who are listening to this, what, what steps could they take practically um, to get out from under this kind of gossip that, that tends to really all walks of life kind of follow us around? Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't recommend that you say you're gossiping. I think you're sinning. That, yeah, that's probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully from 30 some <laughs> years ago, I've learned little, a little bit. Little humility <laughs> little humility goes a long way. That's right. I will tell you that every chapter of this book is chewing me up in a good way. I'm yeah. loving it. And there's so much to glean. Um, but I feel like gossip specifically, he does give three good points. He said, first, in a conversation, if you feel that prick of the Holy Spirit, you feel that sense that, wait a minute, you know, that caution, um, ask yourself, wait a minute, is this is this gossip? Are we, are we exposing somebody's negative attributes in this conversation? Um, so that's number one. Two, be bold enough to say, I don't think we should be speaking about this person like mm-hmm. this. You know, be bold enough to say, we should, you know, take ownership. You're part of it. If you're a listener or you're a speaker, you're part of the conversation. So you can say, hey, I, don't, I don't think this is a, a good thing to be doing. Um, it's softer than saying you center. Mm. So, and then um, the best, number three, I love this, suggests that perhaps we just stop and pray for that person in the moment. And that's something we've been talking about in worship team is, hey, if, if in the moment, in a rehearsal, in a situation where you just really sense that you need to pray for this person, just stop what you're doing and do it. And we're trying to make that the normal for us in our, in our area of ministry. So I like that. Um, for me personally, also, can I share two scriptures? Of course. These are two scriptures the Lord uses in my life a lot over the years, but it really hit me this last week a lot um, about controlling the tongue. In Psalm 32, 89, he says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go, and I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule 
which have no understanding but must be controlled by bit and bridle or they will not come to you. And I, and I feel like the Lord's saying, hey, I have an intimate way to deal with this mm. sin problem. I have a loving way. Or we could do it the hard way. If you want a bit and bridle, we yeah. could do it the hard way. Um, and then the other scripture goes right with that, Isaiah 30, 21. Again, God is speaking, and he says, Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. And I can't tell you in my own life times where I'll be in the middle of a conversation and I have that sense, that feeling that God's saying, whoa, and I just bear right on through (laughs) the gush of many words. And um, so I would say for me personally, I don't want the bit in the bridle. I don't want the bit in the bridle. I want the real, I want the spirit of God to be in control. And so I'm really pressing in to do better, to be better, and uh, ultimately... Um, I want to be more transformed into the image of Christ. You said something a minute ago, and it made me think of um, how there we we often think of gossip as just an an active, um, like it'd be an active pers- mm-hmm. participant in it. But you said something a minute ago that made me think um, that there's an active and a passive participant sometimes. And I think it's it, it's important for us to know that um, in a conversation's silence in a conversation is agreement. Mm. Um, and so sometimes I think we think if we're in a, in a conversation and things are going off the rails, well, as long as we're not contributing to the conversation, mm. that it's not us, right? Gotcha. Yeah. But I think what you said was really important was that, like, be bold to speak up. Yeah, in love. Um, in love. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a be, condemnation because thing. standing in that conversation in silence, oh, well, we were talking about that. Oh, but but... Joey was there, there too. He like was in he, the room. he knows he was there. He, <laughs> yeah. he he agrees with me. Yeah. It's because I I just stood there. Yeah. Um and I remember when I was young, I I was 22 fresh out of college and I walked in on a conversation in a, in the church lobby with board members that I was really shocked to hear what they were talking about. Uh, but I was so young and so new and had no idea how to you should have said you sinners yeah i had no idea what to do um and i want i wonder if in retrospect if when they would talk about that the next time mm-hmm. like oh joey's on our team on this mm-hmm. they, and i and i will i would not like to be on that yeah, team. yeah they didn't get the correction um yeah. and so i think that's important yeah. and so you you said that to be to be bold enough to speak up that like being silent in the presence of gossip is just like you are actively participating in Getting it. sucked into the vortex. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Do you have anything else for to add? I mean, that was great. Great. I don't think I have anything else. I mean, except I, I think I think in humility we all have to be honest with ourselves that yeah. all of these all of these um, chapters we're all capable of being that. Yeah. And we're all, um, we have to have our guard up. You know, we're working out our salvation with fear and trembling. You know, it's a very personal journey, and it's between you and the Holy Spirit. And if you're feeling those sense of conviction, man, get on your face. Spend that time with Him. There's That's nothing good. better. That's good. Well, awesome. Let's let's take a quick break. When we yes. come back, we're going to talk to Pastor Shelley about some of her story and what God's doing in her life, so don't go anywhere. As we conclude our 21 days of prayer and fasting in January of 2023, we want to invite you and your family to a praise and worship night on January 29th at 5 p.m. 
there, we will sing, we will pray, and we will thank God for all that he has done. And as we anticipate what he is going to do, we'll seek him. So don't miss it on January 29th, 5 p.m. right here at Shepherd. If you haven't taken the step of baptism in your life yet, we want to invite you that on February 5th, you could take that step. Baptism is a moment in which you're able to say that Jesus has changed my heart on the inside and I want to proclaim it to the world. If you'd like to sign up for baptism, you can do so by filling out the Connect card, letting us know that, or you can go to our website and on the right-hand side under Contact Us, you can click the link that says, I want to be baptized. Pastor will reach out to you and we'll get that scheduled. Well, hey, welcome back. Um, Pastor Shelley, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for being a part of this today. Um, you know, we had Pastor Zach on, um, and you and Zach started um, at the same time. Was it the exactly, same? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so. Shoulder to shoulder. So still relatively um, new at Shepherd, um, And so I'd love to kind of hear um, a little bit about your family, so people who are listening can know a little bit more about your family, some sure. things that you don't always get to share from the platform on on Sundays. Um, so, like, tell us, yeah, tell us about your family. Well, I am married to Dan, who is probably one of the most um, just very grounding persons in my life. Um, it's, it's quite cool how we complement each other. We have three boys. Our oldest lives here in town. He's a worship leader fantastic young man married with two children our grandchildren yep we have our middle son up in um worcester and they have a one i'm sorry two-year-old two-year-old little guy and then our youngest son lives out in la and he's in the music industry so kind of cool thing by moving to columbus he actually ends up traveling through columbus from time Mm -hmm. to time i've seen him more since we've moved here because of these odd you know, little trips he ends up getting gone. So, um, but he's still single, and yeah, that's our family. Awesome. Well, hey, so um, you've been here for a, about, about a year, year and, and a half. half. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we'll talk about what what all happens at Shepherd that you get mm-hmm. to be a part of. But kind of give us <clears throat> maybe a brief roadmap of kind of what God's done throughout your life and. Now, where you've been in ministry and how, how you've seen God yeah. move, over, move over the years. Well, I think I mentioned earlier, I was not raised in the church. I was mm-hmm. not raised in a Christian home. But it's interesting in my childhood, the sensitivity that I had to a sense that God existed. And I don't know if that's just because it was on TV more back then. You heard nuances of that. Mm-hmm. But I, I already began to have this sense of God being at a young age. But I only went to church once. I was about six. Mr. and Mrs. Zimmerman took me to the Church of the Nazarene in Mm. Worcester, Ohio, you know, that many years ago. And one day I would become on staff at that church, which is bizarre to think about. (laughs) I didn't come to know Jesus until I was 20. I I was invited to church by my Avon lady. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you know, you never know what God will use. Just be open. Yeah. Um, I got called into ministry at a singles retreat. Um, I was watching the, the, back then they called them song evangelists, but they were definitely leading worship. And um, I just knew the Lord was saying, this is what I made you for. And so I ended up, long story short, ended up getting remarried. Um, Dan is my second marriage. And uh, we moved up to Kansas City, put me in school at Mid-America, came out of there with a, a music degree, just finished my master's degree last year at MVNU. And um, I'm a lifetime learner. 
I don't think I'll ever go back to school mm-hmm. I, I, enough. <laughs> but I will read books and listen to podcasts okay. till the cows come yeah. home, as they say. Um, I, I just know there's so much more to learn, and I yeah. love that. My ministry background, um, I actually ended up, like say, at Worcester Church. It was kind of cool those years of going from a church of about 150 in three years, exploding to about 800 by the time I left staff there. And they're growing strong. And it was a good place to learn. It was a really, really good place to learn <clears throat> and grow. I then started um, leading up at Bedford, up near Cleveland, for a few years. Okay. And uh, ended up in a bad back accident. And I had to, I just had to let it go. I couldn't take the driving anymore. Um, but then some years later, ended up down in Nashville. And we really thought the Lord was transplanting us in Nashville. So I moved on down and started leading worship at Gallatin. And 15 months later, um, it was just apparent this was not to be. Dan couldn't find the right job, and so I had to come back home. And when I was saying my my husband is like the foundation, we were talking on the phone one night. He goes, okay, so you're coming home, coming back to Worcester, but you can't come home until you know what God wants you to do. Like, he was very firm about that. Mm -hmm. Like, stay down there until you hear and you know, because I know you're going to come home and feel defeated otherwise. And so that's where um, my nonprofit was born, Shelley Head Ministries, and I started going out, traveling, teaching, leading worship, doing seminars on worship, and just mentoring worship leaders. And it was really, really cool and growing until COVID. Sure. (laughs) And I laid on my couch for months sobbing, convincing myself that God was done using me in worship ministries. I really thought I was finished. And um, it was just a really, really neat and sweet story how I ended up here at Shepherd, and it's just been very, very much a blessing. Cool. Yeah. Well, hey, let's talk about Shepherd. Yeah. Um, as we kind of get closer to wrapping up. So um, what do you get to be a part of here at Shepherd and the, some of the things that you love doing and kind of where you see God, God moving right now? Yeah. So I oversee the worship department, but there's no question Zach and I serve shoulder to shoulder. I mean, we we do everything together. I mean, I mean we're in separate offices and we have our own work ethics and things we have to do, work uh, sheets and such. Such, but um, our strengths and weaknesses complement each other well. Yeah. We've figured out who's best at what things, and and we've worked out a really good um, way of doing that. I will tell you that the very unique. Uh, way God called us here has been such a blessing because mm-hmm. we see Shepherd is very much a multi generational church, and um, the idea of being able to blend the past, the present, and the future, and being able to work together in those things and complementing those things has been really important to both of us. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a blessed way to do ministry together. Yeah. I mean that cooperation and that being willing to push and pull and hear each other's thoughts and ideas and. I love it. I love that guy. Good. Well, hey, Shelly, I'm so thankful that you did this today. um, And hopefully we will get you back here sometime um, if you will, if you'll do that. Uh, But we're going to wrap up our episode today. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Shep Naz podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your audio so you don't miss an episode. We're expecting great things. We hope that you'll continue to join us. As always, you can learn more about what's happening through our app, social media pages, and at shepnaz.org. Shelly, I'm Joey. Thanks for listening and have a great day. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. 
Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.